Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back. It's good to be here. It is Monday as I record this, the start of another brand new week filled with possibilities and opportunities to look for the Lord and to find the ways in which God is working in your life. As we begin, I just want to remind you that as a believer, you have the power of God at work within you. It is Christ Jesus and God the Father who sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within each and every believer. When we turn ourselves over to Christ, that Holy Spirit takes up residence within us and It is that spirit and the spirit's power that causes changes within us and opens up new curiosities within us. So as you hear these words of scripture read for you this morning or this afternoon or this evening, whenever it may be that you are listening to this podcast, stay in touch with how the Spirit moves your spirit. What catches your attention? Where is God calling you to search further for more inspiration? How is God drawing you closer to the new creation that you will become as you walk this road of faith? as you grow closer to the Lord, as your wisdom and knowledge increases, as your spirit craves more and more of God and more and more to know what Jesus Christ taught us for how it is we are called to live. So stay in touch with your spirit as you hear these words and pay attention to what spirit may be stirring within your soul. Today we are going to be reading from Matthew chapter 9, picking up where we left off last week at verse 14 and reading through to verse 26. Then John's disciples came and they asked Jesus, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, 
and then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the wineskins will burst, and the wine will run out of the wineskins and be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. While he was saying this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him, and she touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. When Jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. Here we have some of John the Baptist's disciples questioning Jesus about his own disciples, why it is that they do not fast on the traditional days of fasting, along with John's disciples and with the Pharisees. There were certain days in uh, the church, in the uh, temple, in the temple's uh, calendar, certain days of obligatory fasting, days when the people were taught to fast. It had a purpose, and it was to honor God. But God was already there with them. And so, rather than fast to become closer to God, Jesus tells them that the bridegroom is already with them. Jesus is God in the flesh. And so to grow closer to God, it was not necessary for Jesus' disciples to fast at all. They were already as close to God as they were going to get, with Jesus right there in their midst. He says that the guests need not mourn while he is with them. And then he tells them that there will be a time, a time to come, when he will be taken from them and then they will fast. 
Have you ever had such an experience as this? The mourning of a loved one, the loss of a beloved person in your life when even the very idea of needing food disappears altogether. Such deep grief often causes us to lose our appetite. A time of fasting, this is also a reason why when there is a death in a family, often it is the church who will bring a meal to the grieving in order to ensure that they will eat. But Jesus goes on and explains to them, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, nor do men pour new wine into old wineskins. His po point here is that there will be a new tradition that God was pouring into the world an entirely new revelation, a whole new way of being with God, of God being with us. And so those old traditions, those former ways of being close to God, those former days of obligation and fasting in order to be close to God had passed. God was doing a whole new thing in the world. He was pouring new wine into new wineskins. And that is also what God does with us. We cannot expect to remain the same as God pours his new wine into us. It is imperative that we change, that we become the new cloth, the new wineskins, in order to fully receive that which God is pouring into us and into our lives. We can and should expect to change, to be made new in order to receive the new thing that God is doing with us and in the world. The story then moves on to Jesus healing and resurrecting the daughter of a synagogue ruler. He tells the mourners to go away and they laugh at him. But he goes in and takes the girl by the hand. And she got up. This was a demonstration of this new thing that God was doing in the world, this new power that was in him and living among them. What better way to show this new wine God is pouring into the world than to do so with such miraculous acts, raising up 
a little girl who had died from death and restoring her to life? Restoring us to life? Making a whole new life to exist within us? And sandwiched in between that story is this story of the woman who has been bleeding and she's been bleeding for 12 years and and she sneaks her way up to be close to Jesus just to touch the hem of his garment she doesn't even need to have a conversation with him she doesn't even need to be seen by him her faith is so deep in his ability to heal and to make whole that all she thinks she needs is to just to touch his clothing. And surely she does. But Jesus turns and he does see her. He sees her faith. He sees her suffering. He sees her all the way down to her heart. And he knows hers is a heart of true faith. And she is healed and sent out into the world, made whole, not suffering anymore, simply because she believed in his power, that he had the power to heal her. And surely that is true. Jesus does have the power to heal us and make us whole. He sees us and knows our suffering. He desires to turn our lives into new wineskins into which he will pour the new wine of our salvation, our hope, our wholeness, our healing. All of this is available to us because God came into the world in order to be this close to humanity, of which you, my friend, are one. I pray that these words have comforted you, have informed your walk and inspired you, that the Holy Spirit has stirred something within you. And until next time, God bless you, my friend. Take care. Mm-hmm.